Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the SeerCast. This is episode number 69, and we are talking today about a little bit of the stuff in April and most of the stuff in May and the June BTS. So with me today, we have Runic. With blood and rage of crimson red, ripped from a dreadnip, so freshly dead, together with, with my hellish hate will stun you all. That is your fate. Rip. What? That, that's... That's well done, though. <laughs> what? I've Did no you steal idea. that from Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Reddit, I, Reddit I, please I, go. I may have Loki stole it from DC Comics, but... I knew it. It's so fine. Reddit. It's fine. I see no problem here. Anyways, Lime. Everything is a repost. Lime. <laughs> that was my intro, by the way. Oh, Everything well. is a repost. Okay. This, was, this sentence was a repost. Fair enough. Uh, kitten? Daily reminder that it's podcast sixty nine because you told us not to say it was. God damn it! <laughs> we were going so well. We were going so we got oh, past Rudick. It was like, going too well for my liking. I was like, yes, we've got this. <laughs> All right, nope. now we no, I, I was Loki snickering in the back when you. Yeah, I heard. Said and I was 69. like, no, it's fine. I was fine. like, don't you do that. It's fine, whatever, Gina. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep things simple and try to punch the serrator out of everybody again. That's that's fair, and uh, Walter is here in in the chat. So briefly, uh, in since we talked about River of Blood extensively last month with Rowley and Stu. So if you didn't watch that, go do it because it was great. Like, yeah, that, like that was, pause. Yeah, that pause was the like, video. Maybe top three seer casts that we've ever done because it was succinct to the point, and we got some good information. It was great talking to them. So, yeah, go watch that. Um, but there's a few other things that happened last month that we should probably at least mention. Um, we'll start with the Lost Toys event. So there's 13 possessed plushies around Mauritania. Uh, some... Was it a vampire? I think it was a vampire, right? Lex. Uh, Lex was a vampire. Yes, Lex. He provides clues to their locations, but some of them are... Well, I Lex was a little boy, but he was uh, Lord Jove Kai in disguise. Right, yes. Right, yeah. right, right, right. He was... Yeah. Uh, but yes. yeah, he provides clues to their location. Some of them are really difficult to find. Like, really difficult. Uh, yeah, they were. Because they're like... Uh, but... They're like the color of the, of the tree, and they're hidden on the tree. It's not like there's a red spot on the ground or something that's like okay it's i see it it's right over there no it's it's like in the tree yeah it was it was it was a little bit challenging yeah but But it was fun to do we got all sorts of really really creepy um sound effects (laughs) they were great they recorded uh they used the the dialogue of jmods themselves apparently they tried raven Stu, rowley and mosborn but found that Stu's, when altered some way, was the creepiest sounding. So they used Stu's voice. For everything. <laughs> for, uh, for all of them. It, it's because great. Because Stu's the creepiest. And he's also doing Halloween this year, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, yep. Oh, God. Of course, that's going <laughs> to be uh, in the Eastern Lands, most likely, maybe. Yeah, of. but that's like, that's like a whole other podcast, man. That is, that is a very, very another podcast, but... It's like a first look and a podcast and everything. Yep. Seven videos or something. God, jeez. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the player character is aware that Lex is a vampire, but does it anyway. 
But yeah. Um do 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 and then he goes and you see actually see him in Lord of Vampirium when you decide to help him. Or uh, yeah, you saw him in Lord of Vampirium when you helped him decide which of his four tithes he should feed off of. So that was a little bit like uh... the return of characters, yeah. Yeah. We we got to see him again. He's a weirdo. It's okay. Yeah. Um, we also did Memorial to the Monarchy. Uh, that was another one of the events. We talked about that a little bit on the previous year cast. Yeah, I know. I say it Monarchy. <laughs> Myrique. I'm sorry. I, think I, I don't have they, to, I don't... We all have different pronunciations for it. I say Myrique. They say Myrecky. You say Meyer Q. That's the weirdest one of the I bunch. say Meyer Q as well. Oh, well you both but it's weird. okay. The series is over. We don't need Watch to try anymore. That's key. true. The series is over. Aww. So. We need a All function to dead. put the chat. Yeah, we need a function to put the chat in the video, because that's just funny. Every time we get called out for saying something stupid, <laughs> <laughs> we just call each other out for saying dumb things. I mean, we we uh, all say dumb things all the time, so the, the chat's usually yeah. pretty full. <laughs> for me, yeah. most of the things I say is is dumb. And it's either it's either one of us saying dumb things, or Walter is yelling at us for not saying something, so... I mean, it's... Yeah, exactly. Anyways, yeah, but we talked a little bit about the more memorial to the Myrik uh, last time. Uh, it requires the completion of Lord of Vampirium to start. You help Veliav gather materials to construct monuments to each of the ten fallen heroes. Um, Saphalan is alive, but you can't tell him that until you've af after you've completed all the other ten. And doing so will cause Veliav to go to the roof to be with his rather word friend. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, yeah, Walter, please. But yeah, each that was, that was just bad. That there are puns said, in here. We're just reading over them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, each each statue gives you a bunch of construction XP. You can get an extra an extra bunch if you did it during the month of April, etc. It was it was one of the um, early bird bonus things. Yep. And then they also added Ravenous Ghouls, which were added to be the most reliable dropper of congealed blood, which is used in the, in the rewards of um, River of Blood. River, so, yeah. You use them in the blood urns. Yup. Are those actually, since that's been out for blood a month, are those useful? Um, Do people like barely. use them? Barely. We barely. Talked about, they are a cheaper option, but most of them are derivative of auras. And we talked us? about them a lot in the previous cast. I don't think we talked about them a lot. We talked mm -hmm. about them a little bit, but but whatever. If I remember correctly, a few of them are okay. Most of them are just tragically underpowered. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's just a cheaper option. Mm -hmm. All right, but yeah, so that's so that's that. That's what. Unless somebody wants to mention anything about a anything else about April, that happened last month, so we're gonna move on. And we didn't really get a chance to talk about it because exams, and they're always in the way. Yeah, exams happened, and then really we would have talked about it in the River of Blood quest in the River of Blood podcast, but the J mods were on, so they get priority. And they were great. They were great. Go so watch. So we're it. sorry about that. Go watch it again. Um. Anyways, but yeah. So we have. For May, we have the month-long event, which is Mega May. 
which is basically the equivalent of the past two May events. This time we have Meg doing things. So it's basically Meg May. Yeah. She has... Well, there were there were all sorts of uh, Mega May, like, weekend events, like... Uh, oh, yeah, I've been doing some... Too. There's some conquest things. This this particular one is minigame weekend. Mm-hmm. So, um... You've got Livid Farm. You get double produce points. In Conquest, you get double points. In Pest Control, all that kind of stuff. You get double points. Oh, you get extra, all sorts of bonuses. About. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. if you want to do Livid Farm, this is the weekend to do it, yeah. or the next time they do this promotion. Um, there was also the Skiller weekend, there was a Slayer weekend, a Bosser, like, all sorts of stuff. You just get bonuses for doing all sorts of activities in the game. Yep. And they were fun! Yep. Yep. But yeah, so th- those are the weekends that came along with Mega May. Meg May is... Meg decides that she wants to be a private investigator because that could not possibly go poorly. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess she's sick of everyone thinking she's entirely useless. But so she's she goes entirely to try and be a... useless. Yeah, she is. She can't even do the cases herself. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean... Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> most feel that only a few of them are actually good enough to exist. Like, a lot of the, a lot of the ones in the series, like, there's a couple series of cases, are literally... Go talk to her. Go find a clue. Go talk to her. Done. I mean, it's great there for getting one. it done quickly, but oh, there there was one where it was like, go to Port Sarim, talk to this one NPC, and that was the whole thing. Yeah, that was. Um... <laughs> I have more rants about May than than praise, unfortunately. It was really cute, but some of them were just like such nothing quests. Yeah, nothing quests. Were. You can tell there was a difference in quality. Like there was the rapid quest, there was the chisel quest, there was the Turoth quest. Um, those are recent, those are good. Recently, yeah, there those was nice. there was um, one where we have a stalker and we investigate him because he steals a diamond ring that he wanted to propose to us, and that was really really good. But and then there's all sorts of other ones that are just like trash. They're like placeholders, and it's it really is like why why would you waste your time doing that? Although I I will say that I'm I'm happy with Mega May because we got the the equivalent of um, four quests that would be good for free to players like Turoth quest, Rabbit quest, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Those it, are, it's the equivalent of four smaller quests. They mini aren't quests. sticking around in the game though, right? Maybe, but probably not. Probably not. Yeah, that's what they said. They said they didn't intend, but maybe. It's like a we'll see, but yeah. probably not. And then there was, there were two other uh, the series. They felt more like promotions for other things, like um, the Robber in the Darkness. It felt like a promo for Kindred Spirits, mm-hmm. and the Eastern Mystery seemed like a promo for the art. And I didn't. Yeah. I don't think any of us really well, appreciated I mean, that too yeah. much. Robber from the Darkness though ended up having yeah. Jack Jack all to do with you know. Yeah, Kindred Spirits, I mean, but not... we'll rant about that later. Yeah. Except for a a white enough costume, which was actually really funny. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, um... Yeah, so there's that that happened in Mega May. I don't think anybody would need to say anything else about that. They also had a Duel Anywhere thing that used to... It's not... It's, it's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Alright, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's coming out tomorrow again? Duel, Duel anywhere. anywhere. 
So, Runic, oh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to 1v1 you in Falador Park, and I'm going to kick your ass. 1v1 me, mate. I you won't you. even see me coming. Well, I think he has to be right in front of you to duel you, so I do think he will see you in advance. But yeah, you can have duels wherever you want, and staking will not be supported, so it's just for funsies. Um, they also added boss pet overrides, which I'm sure people with boss pets found very nice. Yeah, I think that was, was the most kind of... hyped update of this month, honestly. It even actually more, was. Even more than Kindred Spirits. Just because PVMers with boss pets get to run around with their boss pets all the time, as opposed to yeah. not with their boss pets, I guess. I've been taking my pet Lana to whenever I go to a rack store, and then it just gets so confusing because I'm seeing an extra spider there. I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> why would you uh, do this to yourself? I, mean, I don't know. He's just so cool. That would just trigger Walter even more. So wait, you're saying you wanted more spiders. Yes. What's all the spiders? Why? <laughs> <laughs> because I also want to trigger oh, yeah. kitten. Eh. I, I'm indifferent to Araxor at this point. Rip. I just never want an excuse to go back. Well, you'll have you'll have another solo boss to maybe fail miserably at or something. No! If it's harder <laughs> than Araxor, I'm gonna quit! <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah, well, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that later. It's more like half an hour, but whatever. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's those are things that happened. Uh, we also have new uh, the release of new invention tech trees. So, there's a this kind of falls into the rest of April, or the rest of May, where there's a couple useful things and a lot of useless things. I don't want to sound super critical about this month, because I I do think that all of the updates came from the right place, like they're, they're on the right track, but they just weren't quite there. Um, but yeah, so they... The invention tech trees, you have, they uh, release the goblin and the dwarven tech trees. The goblin tech tree includes the bank stander, which is probably the most popular new item. It can be used, made from refined junk, which is good, and an addy bar. They charge when you stand near a bank, and after three minutes they explode, giving you five sets of 25 common components, four sets of one uncommon component, and occasionally a rare component. They don't stack in the bank, though, so that's a thing. But, I mean, Ooh. you go through them yeah. so much that they're just so fantastic that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. At least... I think, ja I, think Jagex, yeah. I think Jagex mentioned that they're planning to make them stack or something. It was just kind of an oversight. Yeah. But, yeah. They also released, also in the Goblin Tree, you have the Monkey Mind Control Helmet, which lets you get a demon butler in monkey form. Um, Rip Shirakis. Uh, that doesn't have to be paid. Double rip Shirakis. Uh They will serve bananas if asked. A perfectly reasonable thing, but it's something you only ever need to do once. But that one time is still a time. Uh, it also they also uh, added the Dungeoneering Party Simulator, which lets you simulate so the joy of it, having you, friends. Hold on. You can you can pretend you have friends without yeah. all of the having to care about people thing. Quote unquote Walter. Uh, uh, it is it's it's an item that lasts for one floor. It 
but it only really needs to. It boosts the difficulty and yeah. number of players by one upon the completion of the floor. So, like, if you're doing a 2-2 a floor, it gives you the credit of doing a 3-3 three, three and yeah. so on. I've done one with... Um, I believe I did one with Jazz Band earlier, and it was pretty good. I really liked... Um, I think, like, this is right where invention can really shine, like, the, these kind of things where... Yeah. Like, this is one of the best things in all the tech trees, along with bank standards, and the old deck coil was pretty nice, actually. Yeah, the little boost, little boosty things that don't, they're not, they're just like brand new things, but they make sense and they kind of go with the theme of invention. Uh, They also, also in the goblin tree of electrified box traps, which are useful for the group that doesn't have access to crystallize, but has access to invention, so all three people. But oh yeah, um, I accidentally made sixteen. Ooh, ooh, um, spaces. Yeah, and they don't stack. So I went out and I decided, all right, yeah. I'm actually gonna do some hunter. But it turns out there's this glitch where yeah. they can randomly reset their t- counter. So it's basically a box trap, like a no. standard box trap. We nice. reinvented the box trap, except with a. It, it it has a better skin. We did it, guys. But that's about it. We did it, Reddit. And uh, yay, yay! It's, it supposedly increases your catch rate, but I've not really noticed any real difference. So to I'm notice. gonna say they suck. It's hard to notice those things, like with the the invisible boosts and the catch rate boosts. It's sometimes really difficult to notice, especially on small sample sizes. Um, they also, you also mentioned the old act coil, which is a magical cannon that uses cannonballs as fuel. It'll hit small groups of enemies all at once at a medium range, and it seems to be useful for those who wish to use cannons. It was pretty, it's fun to look at. I mean, it, it looks beautiful, and so does the, so does the kinetic dynamo, but... Apparently... Apparently it caused skeleton monkeys to get nerfed and will eventually be banned from corp. Great. Yeah. Because there was this really, there was this really weird glitch where you could get like a million XP and everything for an hour, and it was yeah. insane. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep, sounds sounds broken enough to be to be plausible. Yeah. So then they nerfed it. Yep. That uh, sounds like Jagex. The rant is coming. <laughs> Prepare. In incoming, but yeah. Something. Something came along with this update, and that's going to make the rant happen. Yep, yeah, we're, we're getting there. Almost there. Uh, it's actually at the end of this next section. So, the Dwarven, in the Dwarven tech tree, which is, like, far inferior to the Goblin tech tree, uh, you have the Sprinkler Mark One, which only works for a lot, which is a, a uh, farming tool that works for allotments, takes up your flower spot and keeps your allotments watered, but doesn't keep them from being diseased, so why would you use that over white lilies? I mean, like, the biggest argument we can find there is that it's going to lead to a Gen 2 device, like the Sprinkler Mark II, which will prevent them from getting diseased. I don't know, it just feels like, um, it feels like we could go into a new set of next-gen devices, like Sprinkler Mark II. Yeah, I mean, the um, way that that's named, it does suggest that there might be a Mark II, or a Mark something higher be- than one. Yeah, like I mean, Mark eventually, can... eventually the sprinklers will just become hoses. I mean, maybe. 
I mean, on the, the other hand, hoses. on the other hand, uh, oh, never mind, never mind, forget it. Yeah, Walter says that, like, they could auto-compost, they could become sentient, they could build Skynet, all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> Mark V is literally they can build Skynet. Skynet. <laughs> you get Mark you get 6, but Walter, for then Mark 6 has to be the hose. Just the garden like, hose. That's that's get RuneScape logic. If you build we, we progress, we progress, we progress, and then we release uh, legacy mode. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so the sprinkler mark one is a thing. The book switcher is also in the dwarven set. It's pretty much useless. It's a one-time item that lets you change your spellbook and prayers. I guess it could be maybe useful in some kind of weird niche bossing situation, but like, I I can't think of a play, a time where you can't just go to Prif and change. Uh, it's yeah, not it's... really. Like, oh, it's... It, you can only... Oh, it's only in banks. In bank. Oh, that makes it even more useless. So, that basically kills its only use. Yeah, rip. Which is, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then we have uh, probably Runic's favorite item, the calorie bomb. Or maybe this was Walter's favorite item. No, this is like like all of Reddit's favorite item. Oh, it's all of Reddit's favorite. Ooh, even better. Oh, yeah. The rage. Yeah, but it has it has a two-minute cooldown to use and a one-minute cooldown to be affected. <laughs> that it heals you for 120% of the food you used in it, and up to four people around you for 100% of its healing. Enemies in range also heal 10%, and it takes five food. It takes five food and components, and so it's just not not worth it. There's also a bug on it where the enemy sometimes gets healed for 10% of their max HP instead. Uh, have fun doing this at bosses. Yeah, like this. This is this is the low point of the art, uh, the update. Um, with it, we're pretty sure that this is what led to um, barricade and. Oh, let, let's. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. let you take over. Go, uh, Runic. Let's finish the tech trees before. Uh, Runic, you're cutting out. Kinetic cyclone. All right, let let me just take care of this then. Basically, what Runic's trying to say is that. Um, what this led to was a very large nerf of uh, an ability that he likes to use in raids a lot. Like, it was using Barricade to negate all damage and then using Heal Other uh, to heal up your entire team. Now that, now that we all think about this, it seems really overpowered. But the nerf hammer they hit it with was just too much. So now it's completely useless. You can't really use Barricade or Heal Other. And everyone's mad because Mod Chriselle, like a year ago, said that um, this wouldn't be nerfed. So, it, it's... This entire situation is very questionable. Yeah. There's much rage to be had in the chat, and on Reddit, and on the forums, and, well, pretty yeah. much anywhere you can imagine. Um, um, Mod Crystal basically designed Yakamaru around this, and now that it, this has been nerfed, it's basically impossible. Well, it's not impossible, it's very hard to do. Yeah. And all sorts of madness is going on with raids and everything, and everything is on fire. I'm sure uh, I'm, this would be a good time to have a market watch where pe we see prices all over the place and do and panic selling oh, wands and stuff. But don't I, remind me. <laughs> <laughs> no, now is we're my just. Audio <laughs> now? Yeah, 
Now we're just teasing Kitten about it, though. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Rudy, you may proceed yeah. with your your scheduled rant. Okay, so Lime Base... Tell, by the way, tell me if I cut out. Uh, Lime basically, you know, got over the whole heal other nerf, which is already just awful, because it destroys the only mildly good healing thing we have in the game, because, let's face it, Saren spells are shit. Rip. Rip Saren spells. Well, like... like yeah, we're, we're going on nine months now, and they're the, still not good. The combat spells are bad. The combat spells, yeah. The, the support okay. spells are great. The combat spells, eh, not so much. It's just that, like... I feel, I feel like it was questionable that Chris L made a boss around a broken tactic. No, it wasn't broken. Like this, the the fact that you could use barricade to stop the damage from heal other was brought up in the original EOC beta, and Chris L and them were like, "Yeah, no, this is totally okay. It encourages smart use of barricade." I mean, I feel like it was just too much because you could heal up your entire team without any t- taking any damage to yourself and. Well, I mean, seconds. the thing was, it wasn't like there wasn't a drawback. By using Barricade, you are cutting off a huge amount of potential DPS. Mm-hmm. The healers on the team were always the people doing the lowest amount of damage. Well, and you, yeah, of course. And pretty much all, all records were have, have been achieved without using many heal spells. Because, again, healing does overall lengthen the kill, reduce the damage. So there was a cost to using the heals. It makes it safer, so, but it makes it longer. Which, at the same yeah. time, makes it a little bit unsafer. unsafer. I still feel like yeah. it was a bit overpowered. Maybe if Barricade only reduced the, dam- reduced the damage from heal others specifically. Like, only reduced it, but blocked all other damage. I feel like there should have been more of a drop bag. But the nerf hammer they hit it with was just so, way too much. So before much. we just keep going, and what exactly was the nerf hammer that they hit it with? The exact nerf was that now heal other is supposed to hit you for a large amount of damage. I think it's like seventy five percent of your HP when you use it, and um, uh, that that damage used to be able to be blocked with barricade. Mm-hmm. Now, now heal other will hit you even if you have barricade up. It'll hit through yeah. barricade. It'll hit through barricade, so you'll still take the damage, which So that basically killed the healer role. Um yeah. also barricade is tied to shield it abilities. Uh, no, no, no. Oh shield right to that part. Yeah, that's that that's correct? a much yeah that's true. That's a big nerf for defenders. Yeah defenders spirit kills. Like um if you have the choice now between a defender um a like a tier ninety defender, a rune kite shield, and an offhand rune weapon. You're best going with one of the rune items. Yeah, that's that's not actually. So, that's basically. So it. basically, what happened is they made defenders useful for a month, and then they immediately nuked them into the ground. Well, not immediately. It, they, it, had like a, they had a solid month. Yeah, they had a solid month. By Jagex's time, in terms of nerfs, that's a lot. That's like light years. <laughs> which is a unit of distance. Yes, which that. is a unit of distance. <laughs> I don't <Damn> care. <laughs> it takes time to travel, therefore it is yes. time. Right, a fine, year. fine, 
Fair. Whatever. I'm sorry. I don't sorry. care if you're science majors. <laughs> I really don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't care if that triggers you. It makes me want to say it more. You hurt me. Rip, rip lime. But oh, yeah. yeah, so that's so that's pretty much... Uh, so that came along with the... I'll, I'll, we'll get into the nips in a second. Yeah, so that, that all came along with the rest, with the um, invention tech tree stuff. There's a couple more with uh, the dwarven tech tree of the uh, kinetic cyclone, which is a melee ranged cannon, uh, which doesn't seem particularly useful, but maybe? They also have the dungeoneering lock melter, which is also questionably useful, which allows the player to break a single door per floor per party that they don't have the requirements for. I mean, it's not the worst thing you could bring into Damonheim. I guess not, but still. That's I what... mean, the worst thing is a leecher. Well... But other than that, there's not much. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I guess it has some uses if you are running, like, a hard mode floor and there's... Okay, so there's a level 105 door that you have to... that you want to go break down, or... I don't know. Like, it, it seems very questionably useful or if you're running hard mode and you're almost maxed and there's just one door you're or you're woods and you don't, i mean the, the, like i can't find a single this... case where you wouldn't just say oh well and skip the door and move on it would yeah. be it would be better if you could also bypass like a ferret door because everyone hates ferret doors and actually, stuff like yeah, that that would be it would be it would actually be nice yeah somewhat more useful that would be the most like bypass like yeah, really just bypass, like, long puzzle rooms, like barrels. That's arguably worse than two leechers, in my opinion. Well, barrels are yeah. terrible. Barrels that's, suck, but at the same time... That is the time, worst thing you could bring into Damonheim. Yeah, well, yeah, two leechers, it's worse than one. But barrels barrels suck, but I would say ferret rooms are significantly worse. So, so yeah, like, it's just... Eh. Rooms. Invention could be something that, like... Uh, Say you really hate something in RuneScape, you could just use invention to get around it. Like it's it's a workaround. It could be that. Um, Feels like it might be broken. It might like completely devalue other. I don't know. I hate using but, that I mean, devalue word, but that's you do have to go like you have to go on a, a whole shaving the yak type deal where you have to get all the components together. You have yeah. to get all the base materials together, and then you can finally have that workaround so that you don't have to do the original thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it does seem like, so the problem with the lock melter is that porters and potions exist. So yeah, and you can actually make a porter pretty easily because you just grab, you can, as you're going through, you just take a little bit of time to siphon and okay you're on your way and okay you can't post a record time but if it really matters that much to you then you don't really care if it matters that much to you that you're posting a time that's really really fast then you just skip it anyway yeah and you have to have at least 80 divination in order to make them out yeah so there's like yeah there's all sorts of reasons why it's not good <laughs> Yeah. And there are not there are not enough reasons for it to be good. Yeah, I mean, I don't. 
But yeah, anyways, so that's that's the entire Dwarven tech tree, that's the Goblin tech tree, and the other little... And then we mentioned the first part of the nerfs. Um, the oh, heal um, The heal can I just, Wait, wait. Can I say one more thing yeah. on the subject of the tech trees? Yeah. Uh, I did like the tasks, task system that they put in. It did. It does give you a reason to make a lot of stuff for invention, like um, like track down some certain components and parts and stuff like that. Make a fishing urn, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It felt like you were actually doing something and getting something out of invention, just to complete more invention. I I really liked it. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of approaching it. It was it was a step up from the regular tech trees, mm-hmm. like how they were before. Uh, and, and now we pass it over to Runic for the rest of the combat nerfs that everyone's raging about. Alright, so the main... The, we, t- we touched on the, um, whatchamacallit, the barricade nerf, which only really affects, you know, people who are tanking with defenders and spirit shields, which is mostly raids, and to me seems like a kind of an excuse to, for them to make the turtling perk useful, when it already is useful. So, yeah. It just kind of, or it's a way for them to, you know, try and force tier 90 shields on people, which, again, are cheap enough already. I don't know. But the other nerf, and this is the one that got... I assume those have gone up since the update, though. I don't think so, actually. Really? Because, I mean, everybody does rots, at least in the PBN community, so they're they're in... Yeah, no, they haven't gone up at all. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Merciless is still, like, 1.7 mil. Yeah, they're not not expensive. They're not even... They're not even drag or expensive. Yeah, because I mean I know that no. not very expensive yeah, to to PVMers is could be ten fifteen mil. This is not expensive to almost anyone in the game. Yeah, this is not but, expensive to me. Yeah, I mean I I mean I don't mind that they're cheap. I mean yeah, I they're... like the fact that we have a cheap affordable tier ninety shield. But anyhow, this is all besides the point. The main nerf, the star of the update, Rip. was the. Nail in the coffin for Dreadnips. Rip, rip nips. So let me tell you the story of Dread. Yeah, the story of Dreadnips. A few, um, I think like a month ago, right after GWD two came out, they found out that Dreadnips were allowing you to basically chain stun Vindicta for. You could just have her stun for the whole kill. It's like was, stealing creation, but on an actual boss. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, the week afterwards, they made some changes to Dreadnips, which got everyone in a rage, because it looked like they nerfed them. But in reality, they only nerfed Dreadnips on Vindicta, and they low-key kind of made them a little more effective at raids. Because they nerfed, because what was happening was Dreadnips ignored the stun immunity gap, which means that there's a gap between the amount of time you can be stunned. Mm-hmm. So Dreadnoughts were ignoring that, and you could just chain a stun forever. So they yes. changed that, which is fine. That That is entirely fine. But now... I mean, people were mad, but it's it's fine. People, people are, are always people, mad, yeah. People were mad, but let's face it. The ability to freeze Vindicta for an entire kill is it's not kinda, really good. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow... But the main place Dreadnips are useful is raids. Like, raids were released, and Dreadnips are suddenly the hottest item ever. Mm-hmm. So they find they changed that. They finally nerfed it. We're talking, what is this? We're talking ten months now? They finally changed Dreadnips at raids, which is rage. 
first off, they made the gap between stuns on any any NPC with Dreadnips is 10 seconds, which is way too long. And secondly, they made it so that Dreadnips now pay attention to stun immunity. Before, Dreadnips ignored stun immunity on really just the raid bosses and a few other bosses. Like bosses like Virago and Araxor, which were stun immune, they, they, Dreadnips wouldn't stun them, but the raid's bosses for some reason and a few others were stunnable even though they had quote-unquote stun immunity. Basically, so it, Dreadnips... Was like, it was a soft immunity? So like, there, are, there are ways around it. I think that's what you're yeah, trying was to a, say here. It was a soft immunity. It was basically made them immune to player stuns, but not to NPC stuns. Mm-hmm. And since so there's only, they, there's they, only they, one they, NPC that stuns. Yeah. yeah. They changed that now. Now, the now Dreadnips cannot do any stuns on raid bosses. Rip Dreadnips. Which, rip Dreadnips. Oh yeah, Walter mentioned the Mantis can also stun things, but anyhow. Well, I mean, it used to. Used to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, now I'm just imagining like a horde of PBMers with Mantises out <laughs> in raid. Got him. Oh god. Oh god. Do that it. That might actually have been a thing. I think someone tested that after. The nerf. Anyhow. Oh, rip. To make a long story short, this really, really affects tactics and strategy at raids. Because a lot of, you know, the way you timed your abilities tanking at raids relied on the fact that Dreadnips made Yakamaru's attack speed a whole lot slower. Which is entire, which was entirely fine because you could chain your ultimates properly on tentacles, tentacle pull. You could um, uh, use debilitate to block sand or extra damage on sand, sharks. You were able to use ultimates effectively. Now you can't because Yakumar just attacks way too fast. He puts his specials out way too fast, and it's kind of absurd that basically by nerfing Dreadnips, they've completely screwed over all strategies at raids. Which, I mean, you can figure it out. Raids is still possible without Dreadnips, but it makes it a whole lot harder. And it's a lot more inefficient. It's a lot more inefficient. But ultimately, this makes it a whole lot harder for new players trying to get into raids. It ruins all strategies that we spent 10 months building up. If they were going to nerf it, they should have nerfed it 10 months ago. Yep. And what was the third thing? And okay, I'll forget it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Basically, everyone just everyone is upset. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, yeah. And the third thing is that it makes Dreadnips once again a dead item. Yeah, completely useless. Like I mean, they do small amounts of damage now, but they're still not useful. Like yeah, ultimately, I, when they when they were first released, they used to do a very significant amount of damage. As well yeah. as all of those, because this was pre-EOC, and it, but yeah, since EOC killed them, then they're kind of revived with some of these raid things, and, and they were like, no, they were entirely revived with raids. Like, right. you you shouldn't have been doing raids without Dreadnought. Well, I mean, they yeah. were kind of revived. I mean, before I think at some point they buffed them, and then raids came out, and then there there were the hot thing, and now they're back nerfed into the ground. Rip. Yeah. But yeah, that is the story just, of Dreadnips. That is the story of Dreadnips. And it is a lot of anger and rage and PVM elitism. 
which made Gina fall asleep. I don't even know if I don't even know if this is like PVM elitism. This is like seriously just kind of it's it's a mess it, right here. Yeah, a mess is a good way of putting it. I don't yeah. Uh, and then I know that there was a there was a live stream done about it, and people weren't happy about that. Like they they you went on to defend why they was nerfed, and that didn't go over well. It's it's been a mess. Like it just really has. But yeah, what are you gonna do? I guess. Uh, I mean, anyways, we need to move on. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we probably should move on. I took way too long with that. Nah, it's all good. Uh, I mean, it's something that we are kind. Of, everyone is angry about for good reason, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, we have to move on. We've got a, a ton of a ton more stuff to cover. Yeah. Speaking of things we're angry about, we're going to move on to Kindred Spirits. Yes! More rage! <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not angry. Well, uh, some of us are angry. So, before we get going, yeah. really, I I just want to get a general pool, poll as to how you guys feel about the quest. I know that Walter thinks it's terrible. I personally yeah. am kind of on the fence. I liked parts of it. I really didn't like other parts of it, and I found some other parts just giant question mark spam. So, like, just kind of say, you guys say what your thoughts are briefly on the quest. I'll go first. I absolutely hate this quest. It's actually my most hated Sixth Age quest. It's taken the sixth stage to a new low for me. Rip. Lie. Well, I'm on the complete other side of the fence. I think I really like this quest. I thought it was funny. I thought it, it had the appropriate amount of dark stuff. Um, I think that the only sixth stage quests that did better, were, well, the only two sixth stage quests that did better were Death of Chivalry and uh, Fate of the Gods itself. Kitten. Although Death, Death of Chivalry is above that. Yeah. Kitten? Oh my god, Walter and I walked through this, well, because I, he specifically offered, do you want the good ending and the good dialogue? (laughs) And we kind of just sat through and looked at all the parts where you could fail, and oh my god, I hated this quest. I am so sorry to mods that made it, that thought it was great, but oh my god, it was so bad. Like, some, I get the point that some of the, like, some parts were legitimately hilarious. Like, I like some of the little jokes and some of the little dialogue things. But just the infuriating amount of puzzles that made no sense, models that looked like crap, just like, oh, just a few technical things that just kind of killed it for me. How about how about the invisible the invisi items in the? Really oh, think, like, or did they fix? I that? only heard of it. They fixed it, but okay. oh my god, that must have been terrible. <laughs> it was it was amusing. Oh. Uh, Gina. Okay, so let's start off with I'm putting the spam aside right now. Okay. Obviously, the spam level is way out there. Of course. As would be expected for a quest like this. That, that was fully involving Slisky and all the Barrows brother. Yeah, okay. Anyways, go on. So I will say I did enjoy playing it, but that's probably because a lot of the fake choices were, like, natural Gina choices. Fair enough. I really like some of the lore, but on the other end, I'm kind of worried as to the direction that this is going to go afterward, especially seeing how things have pretty much been flipped on us, yeah. which I'm sure we'll talk. Yeah, I think yeah. that's. I think that last bit is the important part, and I think that's why a lot of people that are lore-centric, I guess, are 
looking at this quest extremely questionably. And I know that's a huge thing that Walter was would rant I mean, about. For me, it's yeah. the other way. I like the lore. Like, I like the lore flip of this because can we just go out and say the spoilers right now? Yeah. All right. I, uh, I expect people to have, have who have played it well, are yeah. going to be listening to this. It well, puts not. me physically in pain to remember that cutscene. That's a first for, like, that. I would rather do one small favor twice than do this one more time. The cutscene where Sliske was punching us? No, the cutscene where Linza happened. Oh, right. That oh. One. Oh, no, no, no. I just want to say the cutscene where Sliske was punching us had worse choreography than Arrow Season 4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, that's a valid point. I thought... I thought you guys were talking about the whole Slisky is not the master thing. Oh, that's in, that's interesting lore-wise. I just don't get the point of making Linza a, the Barrow sister. Because I was super hyped for, oh, there's a Barrow sister? What's going to happen? And then it's freaking Linza. Yeah. And it just kind of oh. happens at the end of the quest. Like, they tacked it on just, you know, to fulfill the promise of, oh, we're going to do a Barrow sister. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really strange. Uh -huh. I feel like it works better in hindsight. Like, you read all the texts, and you figure, and you think about the quest, and you suddenly realize that Linza was playing you from the entire thing. And it, I don't like that it doesn't really give you time to think about it during the quest. Yeah. But I, when you discuss it afterwards, you start realizing, like, oh, damn. Yeah, I'm with Lime on that one, where it's, it isn't, the thing, yeah, but the thing is, it isn't very obvious, it isn't even... It does seem when you're playing through the quest that you get to the end and you're like, wait, there's a, supposed to be a Barrow sister, isn't there? And then suddenly Linza and you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, it does, as you're going through it, like if you look back on it as you go, as you think through the way things happened, where you start at Linza and then it's an obvious Slisky trap and then Linza's along with you and then it's just... It does all point to her, but in a hindsight kind of way, which I don't think is good, but it's hard to say. I mean, what did what did you guys think, like, in general about that? I, I don't, I, I still can't get over that it's Linza. I don't know why. I didn't want it to be Linza. Like that's just I I, and well, I get the point of it making sense like before and when you look back on it, yes, it kind of does. But why does it have to be Linza? Why does it have to be the smithing hero? Because they killed I mean, the other like, ones. Why? Because <laughs> they say. already killed all of the other ones. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, but pick another character yeah, or just make of, one up and, and make it cool. Make it, and they couldn't make it Meg because there's Meg May still. So. And I mean. I, but, uh, I mean we all know if Mod Stu had made this quest, then Meg would have been. Yeah, it would have. It would have been Rip Meg, and that was that would have been payback for all those runecrafting lamps. During the era maze puzzle, Meg would have been the only one getting burned. And no matter what choice you made, it would still have been Meg. Yeah, that would have actually been pretty funny. That would have been highly amusing. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, I feel like out of all of the other signature heroes and. If it if it had been another Barrow's brother, then the Raptor would have gotten the axe, um, something like that. Maybe all the other ones have had stories attached to them, so I guess the Raptor was the last one remaining and would have been the one. 
I mean, I, I get where you guys yes. are coming from. Like, yeah, I do too. It, lore-wise, it makes sense, but it's not good. Yeah, that's yeah. So you, yeah, so the best way of putting it, I guess, is you can make sense out of this, and the stuff that happens. <clears throat> points to a goal, it hits that goal, and it kind of makes sense once you get there. But getting there is a whole lot of question marks, Bam. And after, it works, but it's ugly. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's yeah. Really, it really is ugly. And I don't like just how dark the quest got. Like I'm, I've talked, I've talked about this in past podcasts. Or I'm, I'm not. I like a little bit lighter, a little bit. And I mean, like the penguin quest. Okay, that's a different kind of dark. That's a, that's a dark but funny kind of dark. And that's how the first part of this quest was. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. And I, I was on the citrus edition and lime, lime. And we yeah. all were like, this, the, this is a hilarious. I love this first part where you're doing like rocking out type of stuff and those kind of yeah, nostalgic. Like, um, and... I hated that. Yeah. It was the return of the use X on Y puzzle. Yeah, and I guess that's... of course it was it was of course hard mode version of that because you couldn't see X or Y in your inventory, but you know. And X. Well, I mean bugs. hard. Like, I just usually just click one thing on the other thing, and when it didn't work, I clicked one thing on a different thing and hoped it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, but I you, I did. If yeah. you aren't aware of the NXT bug that happened. So basic. I think it was NXT. So when you're using, oh yeah, you can you can see it on the Citrus Edition. Yeah. Um, the boy. icons, the icons were gone. Yeah, there's no, no icon items. in your inventory. So I, I, there's like four or five items, none of which showed up in your inventory unless you clicked them, and you click them, and sometimes they show up, and sometimes they don't, or you they showed up in your inventory, and then you click them, and they're gone. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's just like... But you can hover over them. So if you have your mouse, that whatever that setting is that where you hover over something, the a na- item name shows up, then you can hover over them and see that it's there. But rip those who didn't have that. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to be doing? Right. So that was a bit dodgy. But then you got into the whole part of uh, the Barrow's dor- Torture segment. Ugh. Yeah, this yeah. is the part that I uh, I could I could have yeah. done with that. I mean, I I liked that they gave the Barrows a backstory. Well, some of them, some of the and, Barrows a backstory. I don't think you really needed any backstory for any of the Barrows. I mean, well, okay, sure they have it now, but I don't think we really needed it. They feel like I, actual. I, the ones that have a backstory actually feel like characters now, and so that's really so that's good. Need, I didn't really ever need the Barrows to feel like characters. They're at least for me, they were just kind of these legendary figures that have now been turned into a boss. Gina is mad. Rip Gina. Oh, yes, I'm making Gina mad. <laughs> Want to fight me, Gina? Let's uh, go. Anyways, let, we're not, yeah, we're I not never, fighting I here. never thought that the Barrows needed to be made into, like, these fully-fledged characters. I think they worked for what they were, which was just, you know, these legendary figures. Kind of, yeah. As opposed to, you know, actual... I mean, characters that would influence the future six age i mean i guess that's what they're going to be now based on what we see at the end of this quest yeah. but i didn't think that was necessary fine it's there that's not really my biggest problem with the quest like i i did i did like the idea that some of them got backstory and i love the idea that varak and Torag they're just they had an excellent adventure in the background 
and we unfortunately didn't get to hear about it because Liski couldn't think of any puzzles around them. You mean uh, uh, Carol and Torag? Carol, yeah. Carol and Torag. Yeah, Varag had... was the one that got ripped in half and that it was basically yes. saw all over again. Yeah, that was that was great. I'm convinced budget happened for the last part. That's my only. That's like turning into my justification for a lot of like, like that, parts where things in games just crap out. You're like, oh, there's budget. Rip budget. It's gone. Yeah, might I mean, that <laughs> might have been the case, and yeah, I, I, it's unfortunate if that is the case. But well, I mean, they did have to completely change directions in the middle of the quest because um, everyone hated the incredibly like humorous version of the quest. So Wait, in the what? middle. All right. Um, do you remember the box head pull that came out? Because no. oh wait. man, what was that? It was a long time ago. Um, basically, Mod Raven and a bunch of the Dukes pulled if people wanted to have a cosmetic where you have a box version of a god's head and you just run oh, around. Oh yeah, I do those. remember that. Yeah. Um, and everyone hated it and voted it down. Yeah. And that kind of like set off an alarm bell in the Dukes that pretty much went oh. They're expecting a more serious quest here. Maybe we should do something more serious and more dark. And they kind of flipped the quest around so it was darker. And I'm convinced that that might have eaten up a bit of the budget or most of the budget, which it might have been. So basically, we can blame Reddit. And that's God good. damn it, Reddit. Ah. <sighs> um, so yeah, that's but what But still upvote our posts. I mean, I, our I don't blame it. I. If if the quest had been a really comedic, I think I would have hated it even more. Yeah, probably. I mean, if it was really comedic, then it just wasn't... It needed to be some kind of level of dark and serious. But especially after the first half was had very humorous elements, and then it just got totally dark. Like, yeah, it went from like... Movie it, dark. I'm like, it went I, from like a 3 to an 11. Yeah. That's the problem I have with it. Feels it really does feel like it's two completely different quests in one, and so yeah. I don't. I don't know. Damn it, guys! You're making me hate this quest. I'm Uh, I'm I'm still on the fence. I did like the first half of the quest. I really liked the first half. The dialogue was hilarious. The the stuff that they're doing was was amusing and funny and like. I, I did like the first half. The ending was strange, and the middle was way too dark. Yeah, I have to agree with that. It just, just for me, I didn't I didn't understand, especially the maze part of like every why? single like it wasn't it wasn't just like dialogue choices. It was literally you will get the bad ending if you fail X number of these, and there was every option to fail X number of those because. The, the thing I didn't understand, which I kind of didn't bring up to Walter immediately, but it was, why do you hurt Aram like four times? <laughs> why do you choose the same option first four times? Just, I don't, I don't know. It just got, it just turned into like, yes, poke the, poke the poor whites to death for some reason. And then they'll realize whatever, but it's just, uh, I, I didn't really like that. Well, yeah, I told, I told the, I told Aram to, to get, kept keep getting hit and then at some point he was just like nope we're gone we're done see ya yeah Uh, (laughs) but yeah I mean it's (laughs) of course there's also the issue in that maze how Slisky somehow found a random soul in the underworld and stole it without anyone noticing Uh, Walter makes a good point we're not gonna that's not explained at all and 
I mean, I do have a mini theory that Slisky was like, oh, this might come in handy in the future, and then stole it and held on to it for thousands of years. Uh, Maybe. I, I, uh, Maybe. Maybe I, I mean, can see that. The other option is that he was waiting, because he did imprison death in MPD, and... Yeah. And so maybe he could have gotten it then, but even that, it's just so, so out there. But yeah, I don't, I, I, and then there's, there's weird logic flaws in the Darok part that's kind of strange and, mm. eh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, there's I mean, a I, lot of. Alright, I'm gonna, on top Darok. of all of kind of what we've said here, the main reason I hate this quest is that it forgets to actually be a quest. I mean, if you look at it, the quest really has no story. You just kind of, go, you really just talk to Sliske at the start, go through a series of puzzles, have another kind of confrontation with him in the end, and that's it. I can see There's that. There's no real well, story, I, I feel yeah. anything. To the be honest, I'd so... almost... Oh no, sorry, keep going. Is, all right, the quest is just kind of so devoid of any substance. I mean, it yeah, throws no in a plot. bit of arbitrary, intra, interesting lore, a little bit of character stuff for the Barrows Brothers, which I don't really care about. Uh, Gina. That's that's <laughs> it. I mean, it throws in the weird twist with Linza at the end. And that yeah. top that off with some horrible writing for Sliske. Like, I mean... I hate... I don't like, want to say... Always... Don't say horrible. I'd say inconsistent. Well, Sliske's writing has always been inconsistent ever since Ritual of the Majorat. But let's face it. This... I, at least in my mind, this was the worst I've ever seen him written at. I mean... Yeah, like... I, I will say... All right, go just, ahead. Well, also, just to, Sorry, just to criticize, okay. like, the, the point that you made about, like, structure, I'd almost rather it be, like, oh, shit, Linza's missing... What happened? And then you go through the brothers thing and Slisky thing and Dragon Kim thing, and then you find out she's a white, and then you get a little bit more like emotional pushback of, well, this is weird, but okay. Yeah, but I, can I, see that. I, I didn't like the the like that. Linda was tagging along just, the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Meg just, I mean, they're, they're just they're just kind of sitting by and they're like, well, we're gonna do things now. Oh, now she's a white. Yeah, I, Meg was. I, I don't know. Meg I mean, there's was no useless. climax to the quest even. Like, yeah. I mean, I I don't. I don't need every quest to end in a boss battle, but every quest should yep. end with some kind of like really kind of action-packed, heavy set piece of some sort. Doesn't necessarily mean it has to be combat, but I mean, this just had you running through a tunnel. Actually, fighting her would have been a little bit nice because if she's going to be added as a in addition to actual barrows, it would have been nice to have a first fight with her. Yeah, just maybe. for mechanics' sake. I can see I mean, why they what... didn't, but yeah. Yeah, I can I mean, see why it didn't happen, but, yeah. When you think about it, this quest actually has... If you just deleted this quest, all we'd know is we'd have a few less answers about Slisky's plans, and that's it. I mean... That's it. it. There's we, no actual consequence to this quest in the... Hang open. on. Go, Lime. No, that is not correct. Uh, <laughs> well, on one, on, on one <laughs> hand, we do have... We have weakened Slisky's control over the Barrows Brothers, and we know that he is channeling his control over the artifact, and I'm, like, personally 
I I like that part because it's kind of in line with all the other mind controlly type stuff in the game. Yeah. But more importantly, I feel like this kind of li- we kind of got behind the veil of Slisky, and we know that there's like a, there's a larger plot and. He's not Pretty just much. doing things because he finds them fun. Yeah, it's because like, that's what it's looked like up until this point. And it's kind of seemed like I, people have kind of been realizing this seems kind of like a sham, because like he he was just described as a slippery guy, uh, since the ritual of the Majorat, and suddenly he becomes a Joker-esque figure, and it feels like he's really just playing a role, and this kind of confirmed that. I feel like th- this quest was more set up, a very ugly setup, but it was set up for the future of the Slisky storyline. Yep. I mean, the Slisky storyline's got two quests left, and this is part of my pro- problem the with Slisky, this quest. The Slisky involved. trilogy. With it's, four quests. Uh, quadrilogy. I can't count. Well, I've Twin seen trilogies with four books. Presumed death. Anyways. I mean, there does. I mean, if we've got a quadrilogy here of quests, we'll call it that leading up to Slisky's endgame. This one is, like, there's not... They, we just kind of find out some information, but I'm saying is, in terms of actual, like, big kind of events that are going to lead up to influencing the endgame, there's nothing really big yeah, I can about see this that. quest. And, I mean, if you're trying to do a four-parter leading up to the big endgame, each quest has to have some big, monumentous shit happening in it. The, well, the, the one... The big thing that happens that's a result of this is the weakening of the control of the barrows. So, and also, that is that is have... not insignificant. That yeah, that, that, that have... would be know. nice to see later. I kind of feel that's just insignificant because I mean, the barrows are kind are really they their importance as Slisky's puppets has at least in my mind has really been diluted through the sixth age I... with his armies and armies of whites. But these are like the commanders of those whites. These are like the strong, they are the whites. But then again, at the same time, the whites are all literally under Slisky's direct control, which is my thing. He doesn't need the barrows. The barrows are just like... But he doesn't know that the barrows are not under his direct control anymore. That's the the important thing. But if the barrows were to, let's say, and I guess we're all expecting this, to betray him in Endgame, I don't think it's going to like cost him his entire army of whites. It would really mess up his plans. It'd screw um, up his we, plans, yeah. Alright, we don't know if the rest of the army of whites can be trusted on. I, like, I don't know. I don't, in this quest. I don't know. The rest of the army of whites, I see them as just kind of like the mindless zombies from Game of Thrones, but... Eh. Um, and then there's the other thing where Slisky stole part of our soul right after saying, oh, we're not compatible. Whatever shall I do? And yeah. this... It has really interesting implications, especially since Nomad is nowhere to be found in this quest. And uh, so, we whatever's going on. And I don't know. Before yeah. we I feel, get... like, I feel like this quest would work better in context. That's my entire co- argument right, yeah. coming from right now. It, wor- it will work better in context. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I can definitely... Like, what is said to have already happened because of the way the requirements go it could have been before or after any of those others well I mean yeah but sequentially it, it does seem like it happened after Nomad's Elegy or like um, our soul will be used along with Nomad in some way just yeah. because it's 6th age 
it is necessarily after Nomad's Elegy, because we're going in yeah. a timeline order. Unless yeah. they yeah. say otherwise, it is it's, it is after Nomad's Elegy, which makes it interesting yeah. that there's something involving souls and Nomad isn't there, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I despise this quest, but I think I, I'd be perfectly willing to take another look at it once, you know, the whole quadrilogy, Slisgay's quadrilogy yeah. is finished. I'd be willing to take a look at it and see if anything kind of works a little better. Yeah. But yeah, if, yes. if it ends, if it ends in like some interesting battle or some like something going on with like the the Barrows brothers not being under full control anymore, like does that end up end up being that should end up being significant because if it if it ends up with some ending quest where they're like, yeah, we're just not under control anymore, and they walk out, and then Nomad just yeah. leaves, that yeah. that would be infuriating. <laughs> I I feel like. The Barrows Brothers are basically Slisky's trump card. Like, you saw in the Ritual of the Majorat, Slisky comes in and he's like, looking for me? And then all of his whites jump in and then start fighting. And that's, like, his trump card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Suddenly, his his one-up, you can't really rely on it, on it anymore. But he and doesn't happen- know. But he doesn't know yeah. he can't rely on it. So he's going to use it and then going to get trumped. And then, like, huh. thank nice choice of words. Um, nice. Stop. And then, um, well, I mean, it's a trump card. Saw, so, and then you saw in this quest what happens when you kick the feet on, out from under Slisky. So I feel like this is this quest is going to really work together with the rest of the series very well, yeah. because we're just going to end up getting that sucker punch in with Slisky at the very end, and he's going to break down in the hissy yeah. fit. So basically, and, gonna, what, <laughs> and we are going to laugh. So basically, what Lime is saying is that once again, in context, in the and when you look at it, the grand picture of things, this is this is not a this is an important quest, although it may not seem like it in a standalone sense. Which yeah. I can I can see that, and, and yeah, I, can, I can see both I, there sides. There was that too. There is very likely a more elegant way this quest could have happened. Yeah, but it will. I I have faith. I I have faith that it will work better in retroactively. Yeah, and I'm not. And I want to say before we move on, that we're not talking crap about the quest just to talk crap about the quest. We're And we're not doing it just to be like, oh, we hate Raven or whatever. No, we think Raven's great and, but this one just it just missed yeah. something for at least some of us. And Yeah, yeah the, the Raven sworn dialogue was actually pretty cool. Like, some of the actual, like, you could tell it was Raven writing was actually quite nice. It's just like, the structure was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if, even if this quest ends up being incredibly important in the grand scheme of the Sliskay's quadrilogy, as a self-contained quest, it's not that like just as like yeah. a quest itself. Yeah. You know? It does it does somewhat fail in that. Yeah. However much Zhao Tak there is. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that that's overall what my biggest problem is is I, is I Zhao Tak. <laughs> no, sorry, not Zhao Tak. Is that <laughs> I just a quest as a structurally sound quest that's just i i want all my quests to be like that before yeah. i can influence the lore of rs and then so. it in other places it felt like it it served other quests like it had the Tech dialogue it had ancient sentistan stuff it had um talking about how souls work it from some guy on terror guard it felt like every part of the quest was doing service for some other quest 
storyline and not this one. Yeah. And like that that is probably the biggest crime that this quest commits in my opinion. Uh, there was not enough there was not enough of this quest. There was more of other quests in this quest, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely agree on that. Alright, Gina, go. Gina, go. Um, okay. So yeah, this whole thing about uh, apparently his soul compatibility or whatever so he could steal it for who knows what and I mean, this entire thing left me pretty much spammy question marks for the main reason that all of the stuff in the past has been the whole oh he wants the player to be his friend he's not going to kill them he's not going to turn them undead and just like mm, this is what I was talking about when I said stuff got flipped on me this is the major point that just got me really confused and with all that saying, it's like, have they completely turned the character around to say, no, we just saw you as a pawn in the game the whole time? Yeah. Like, this this is really what kills me. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this, and what Gina's referring to is the is where he pretty much snaps at you and then tries to kill you and then tries to eat your soul. And it's like, what? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And that's... Uh, yeah, that was definitely part of the question mark spam that I think yeah. anybody who's really paid attention to lore has is like what but yeah I, I didn't quite understand like the direct attempt to kill the player by Slisky that I just yeah. thought was kind of weird like, well, I, mean, he, like he, I mean he had every other opportunity but still it's like yes we did kind of hit a nerve with that but I don't understand if he wants us dead what's the point yeah. It feels like he did make a comment about, oh, you'll just come back in Lumbridge. And yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I that... feel like, well, yeah. I don't feel like he was actually trying to kill us. He was just trying to maim us completely. He he, he just got mad. He had a hissy fit, oh. which is kind of, <laughs> yeah. I said even before that, there was still the soul thing, because it was looking through his soul that he found out that you had gone through the stuff. Yeah. But I mean, he was mad that we kind of went behind the scenes there, and we weren't playing his game, and we weren't we weren't going along with his plan, and that's why he got mad in the first place. And then it was just another thing on top, so he got mad, and that's what happened. Yeah. Then there's the problem of respawning isn't supposed to yeah. be canon because that actually breaks all of the game logic of death being important, and now yeah. it's suddenly well, pseudo canon. There was the there was the kind of canon of death just kind of brings us back every time because we're still kind of important, and none of our deaths really matter because we're always yeah. just going to come back until it's actually our time. I'll be honest, as a I don't I don't like the idea of even canonizing respawns. I think it's best to just kind of leave it as a game mechanic yeah. and never address it in the lore. But unless you're whatever. Iron Man, in which case then it is actually not even a game mechanic. <laughs> it's it is the end. Yep, and that is it. But yeah, anyway, go on. Unless you're done, I guess you're done. I am done. I was talking about Runic, because I cut him off. Oh no no no! I'm done. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, but yeah, I mean that's all that's right. another small issue here. But I think that's it's a fairly minor issue on in the grand scheme of things. We should before we move on to talking about the BTS, which we need to do very shortly. Um, there are some 
we mentioned about his master plans, and there's four relatively interesting um, lore books that are in that you get from that back passage, uh, and as well as a cutscene that is interesting. Um, one thing that everybody th immediately thought of in Death at Sea which is the first of his lore books, I believe, was the reference to Zautac. So, um, it wasn't the first, but it, you could really—it was nonlinear. You could just get him in any order. Well, there's so. one that says it's like Slisky's part, Slisky's something part one, and Slisky's number two, or Slisky's something. Oh no, 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 yeah, it's just they said them like you found them. For me, my first one was oh, the um, the Terra Guardian one. Yeah. So it, it was like, um, you have found Slisky's Ramblings, one of five, and it, that that's how it worked. So there's no real, like, first one. Oh, well, it, okay. I thought that the, I thought that the book's names in your inventory were, like, actually, na excuse me, were, like, ordered one through five, but I don't no. know. Uh, but so, yeah, so... Well, yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, Death at Sea brings in Zautac and has a very similar dialogue to what... The hidden dialogue in, uh, I can never remember the name of the quest. Nomad's Elegy. Nomad's it's Elegy. It's the cave goblin. That one, yeah. I'm like, it's not, yeah. Uh, where it, it, the cave goblin says has that reference to Zautac. And then this this book has the same, basically the same reference to Zautac. Uh, do you really think you can save them, player name? You can't. The spiral of time leads only to the gaping maw of eternity, and this is Zautac. So this makes everyone think, and then for the rest of this, it's like, oh my god, Slisky's working to Zautac, which is apparently confirmed to not be the case by Maud Wilson. It is, is not the case. I will get you that, that screenshot. Who is um, the, I guess, do we want to call it the... Zautac is... Founder of the Zautac whatever? He is the Zautac guy. It's because Zautac is part of the pirates, because he is Cthulhu. Um, so yeah, it's basically he is he is the father of Zautac. Mm -hmm. I, I I will say I do like how slowly they're hyping Zautac up. I'm I'm bracing myself for a really anticlimactic thing <laughs> with Zautac, but I do like how they're hyping him up really nicely. Yeah. You also have you all in the lore. You also had. Um... Nabor was mentioned, um, so that's that's some nice other stuff about some of the. Um, what was it? Broken home. From broken home. He's yep. back from broken home. Well, he's locked he... up in the broken home, but yeah. Well, he's he's still equally dead, but you get to hear from him again. Yeah, <laughs> equally dead. Yeah, pretty much. I also he's about, have as, he's about as dead as he can get. Slisky talking about killing Guthix, so that's interesting. Also, Rip Thorla. Um, it all that book also set the timeline basically for uh, it said that yeah. it actually made time move forward mm -hmm. although yeah, I looked at I looked was... at the days and Slisky can't use a calendar rip it's very well known that Slisky is actually horrible with numbers of any type this yeah. is fine I, I, they've tied um, the progression of the sixth age to real time which I guess is okay mm-hmm so we're now in, like, year four. Yep. Uh, and then there's also the Terra Guardian thing, the Terra Guardian book that talks about souls and... 
Oh, it talks about how souls work biologically, yeah. and it also has a mention of the schism, which is which is very important, and we don't know much about it because we've never seen it. Yep. The, they, what they mention about it is that the schism has more difficulty snapping stronger souls free from their current host. The schism is the source of power on Terragard, but before this we had no information on it having been involved with anything to do with the soul. And yeah. The only, the only, the only time we've heard about it was another Raven quest, which was um, one of a kind, and yep. it was in the book about Robert the Strong, because Robert the Strong was stupid enough to go near the schism, falls through it, and ends up on Gilnor somehow. Rip. Because he's thinking with portals, as he should be. Maybe it doubles as their version of death. Maybe, like the that's Terragard's version of death. I mean, it's. Well, again, we don't know very much about the schism, so we know basically nothing about the schism. We now know that it has something to do with souls, but that's uh, it's it's on Terragard, and we want to go there someday. Yeah, someday. Rite of passage soon. Yeah, right. Well, hopefully sooner than that, but yeah, essentially. <laughs> AK never, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's that stuff we have. Do, do, do. Is there anything else we want to talk about lore-wise, mechanics-wise, rant-wise? Really anything else in the quest that we sh we have to cover? Uh, Slisky, uh, should we go over the cutscene with Slisky's master? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I briefly touched on it, but yeah, go for it. Slisky talks to a disembodied orange voice. And it's not Zautac. Oh, it's orange? It was, it's not it orange. was yellow. No, it was yellow, What? Was it yellow? Can I see? It was, well, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like bright yellow. It was like goldenrod. Goldenrod. Well, Is that I mean, a color anymore? That was a crayon color. It's I'm a color a now. It, I, maybe? It's the name of a city in Pokemon. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, that's a thing, right? Anyways, go uh, on. Gotta catch them all. Yep, go on. It's it's not Xiaotech. And the, the popular theories right now are it's it's Zeros, because of course it is. And It's always Zeros. Uh, just because Lime doesn't want to be Zeros, it is always Zeros. I would, I would, I would facepalm so hard that I could scratch the back of my head. Um, and then there's also it's the Elder Gods, because of course it is. Um, and I buy that logic even less, because it would be really lame, in my opinion. But that never stopped anyone. Yeah, I don't, um, yeah, I don't know about that one either. I think it's, it's a different player. Like, it, it's someone else. I hope it's the Queen of Shadow, uh, Queen of Ashes, because just to get her name in there. But really, we have no idea who his master is, and I'm pretty sure that will be revealed in, um... Slisky's Endgame. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, so that's, that is a thing as well. Um, but we do okay. know that that voice was able to find the Stone of Jess somehow, mm -hmm. and yeah. it told Slisky for some reason that we don't know. We kind of, we, I have only, like, one... I'm, I'm pretty sure that said six 
Well, no, sorry, said Sliske's master is the sixth elder god that Zaros mentioned all the way back in The Light Within. You mean Azanadra mentioned in The Heart of Stone? Wait, As did his, I... Well, it was post-quest dialogue for Heart of Stone that there was some weird other option for why there's another mouthpiece in Lumbridge. And then he yeah. says, no, that, that theory is just too terrible to note. And that, of course, means it's right. So... Yeah, both of these were Raven quests. So Raven yeah. is the light within, especially six of Zaros, like six of them, five of form and one of something else, the Elder yes. Gods. So I have a feeling that it is that something else. Insert here, Elder God ish. Yeah, thing. I have a feeling that that's all it can be because a these are all Raven quests we're talking here. They're not setting that up for nothing. Yeah. And now that we have this new mysterious character introduced, it this is kind of like the top option we have here. Yes. Yeah, it is interesting. All right. But anyways, I, I do think we need to move on. This is going to be a longer podcast, so... Oh, yeah. This, But this yeah. is what happens when you don't have one for a month. Uh, thanks, yeah. exams. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're going to move on, unless somebody has anything else they really don't need to say about Kindred Spirits, or May. Uh, are, are we going to... If, if, if... Sorry. You go first, Kitten. Okay, if, if the cameras top-down cap your models, please, please, and just... Uh, there's a really bad screenshot I was really mad over when I sent stuff to Walter. I'll find it. Okay, please, please. Just go carry on. The... Do we really do we want to mention the new Barrow sister as in as a boss herself or not? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. I'll go through that really quickly. So now it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, yes, but spoiler alert: Linza is now a Barrow's brother, sister, thing. Well, Barrow's sibling. Sense of the Barrow's is a brotherhood. Yeah. She's Okay, she's bunking with Aram currently in the minigame, but she has 150k HP. Did which she get cake-faced? Is... Yeah, she... she has more than, I think it's more than 12 times the HP of the other Barrows brothers. <laughs> she uses a hammer and a shield. Her set is tier 80, which gives us now a one-handed tier 80 crushing weapon, which is okay, nice, I guess. We have a tier 80 melee shield, which, I mean, we already had. And we now, for the first time ever, have tier 80 melee tank armor. Woo. Which is just yeah. interesting. Her set effect, like all other Barrow set effects, is terrible. It does. It's useless. You're much better off using a defender or something. Yeah. And Barrow Samuels don't work on her. That's about it, really. Yeah. I, the, the coolest thing about her is that she has a nice title. Linza the Disgraced. Yeah, that... That's I, she, actually the coolest thing. She is too tough. Like, she has... She makes Akrasay look good in comparison. <laughs> well, she doesn't... She's not actually that tough. Like, for her 150k HP, she doesn't hit any harder than any of the other Barrows brothers. So they probably oh, yeah, cake-faced her. Yep. Rip. She, she just is too much of a damage soak. Alright, but yeah, All so right. that that should cover everything from the quest, all the, the and then they had the various rewards and stuff and did that was there much post quest dialogue? I don't 
No, there was no uh, post wait, dialogue. No, at all. no, that is still wrong. Um, there is. They did put this guy named Janice, who was in another event, in the Empyrean Citadel, and he says that you may have defeated Slisky this time, but he will be there when Slisky wins in the end, and he will laugh at us when we are crushed, or right. some, a, some something along those lines. And he is probably the best character in the quest, even though he's not in the quest. Even though he's because... not in the quest. <laughs> because he is a mask with a guy, and when you examine him, it says that his eyes are just uh, like they're confused and wild, and they don't really focus. So it, it makes you think that the mask's talking, mm-hmm. and his name is Janice. So like two faces: one is the mask, one is the dude. Yep. It, it's just like that. That character is so perfect. Yep. All right. Well. Then that, that covers everything we want to mention about Kindred Spirits. We will move on now into the June BTS, which features Gower Quest pretty prominently. So the brothers, the Gower brothers, have taken up residence as Cabbage Mancers and will need your help because their beloved Cabbage Patch has stopped working. I swear to God, freaking cabbages. <laughs> that- I'm actually... I'm really excited for this quest because it looks hilarious. An amulet of cabbage speak, and the need to give cabbages party hats are both confirmed. Yep. Tim and Crunchy <laughs> will be in the quest in some way. Who are Tim and Crunchy again? Uh, do you remember way back when when uh, the loading screen had these, the, the skeleton and this guy in armor? Oh. The oh. guy in armor is Tim, the skeleton is Crunchy. Gotcha. They're returning. Okay. That's... This is fine. Uh, they seem to own the South Falador farm, which makes them, like, the third group to do so. The real quest is to determine who actually owns that farm. Exactly. Because, like, you've got Eli Bacon, who definitely shouldn't own that farm. <laughs> um, the Gower Brothers. And who was the other guy? I don't remember. There was a dog in there. Uh, the dog should own the farm. The farm. The dog should I've been own saying, it. I've been saying that for years. I mean, <laughs> that dog doesn't go anywhere. Uh, yeah, of all the characters that have come and gone and stuff, that dog is always there. Or the cow. One of the two. But either way, it's a low requirement quest. Free to play. Looks highly amusing. Has has a nostalgia element to it just because it's Gower, a Gower quest. and Also cabbages. And lot, yeah, plenty of cabbages. It looks like it hits on the kind of old-school humor of RuneScape. I don't mean old-school as in, like, old-school RuneScape. I mean old-school, like... OSRS, like... yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, let's face it, it's incredibly funny to laugh at the old-school community. Well, I mean, yeah, it is, but this but this isn't... I don't mean old-school as in, like, them. I mean old-school, like, what the game... The kind of humor that the game was founded on. So it's it seems like it has a lot of that kind of stuff to it, which looks to be very interesting. Do we know when It'll that's be fun. do we know when that's coming out yet, or is there no date to it yet? Probably it's coming out in June. Well, I, okay, thanks, Lime. <laughs> Thank, thanks. I mean, it'll like, probably be middle it. middle of June, middle end of June, because that's usually when it yeah. seems like the quests come out. Um, there is also a boss. Um, it is. Because of course there is. Okay, of course there is. Yeah. It is, it is Yay, bosses! Telus, um, not to be Both. confused with the uh, Telus principle. I mean Talos principle. Or Telus the phone company. Or, or that Talos. Talos the god. 
but yeah. So the the boss's name is Telos. T E L O S. We also it's forgot Skyrim Telos. Telos. No, they, wait. They, it's Telos. They pronounced it Telos in the live stream or something like that. Wow. So that's disappointing. Not yeah, to I be looked. It looks like the... Telos to me, but yeah. Not to be confused with the character from DC Comics Convergence. Yeah. Or or the Skyrim God. Or all of the other random things named. Because this this is a very common name. Yeah. For some reason. For whatever reason. Uh, But yeah, due to the battle in God Wars Dungeon 2, the perfect defense, quote-unquote, has awoken. Um, Again. Again. They're an anima knight in a four-part boss fight, Q Lime Rage, that will literally pick you up and throw you to the next platform. Obviously, each platform will get more complicated. Because, yeah! Because that's how we make bosses. We just give them a, an infinite number of stages. I was I was happy with God Wars Dungeon 2, <laughs> and then they had to do this. <laughs> God damn it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I kind of saw this coming, that they'd want to put a God Wars 2 version of Nex in there. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's a God Wars version of... It's a solo God Wars version... God Wars 2 version of Nex. And then there's the lore behind it, which just makes me even more mad. And, like, oh my god. What is the uh, lore behind it? That it is the perfect defense for the God Wars Dungeon 2, instead oh, of including oh, Tumakin in any way. Well, okay. They just copy and pasted the lore that from other places. pretty much just means Lime is salty about no desert... no. Tumakin lore. I'm I'm just salty in general. Uh, well, I, that's that's fair. But yeah, tell well, us. Like, it, it it felt like they could have done something great, and instead they just copy and pasted it from somewhere else, and that just makes me sad. Ooh. So missed yeah. opportunities. Yeah, but Telus has a rage that could make it the hardest boss in the game, but you'll be able to choose the difficulty of it at least to a certain degree. The lowest level version should be easier than something like a Raxor. So the very fact that they're comparing the lowest level version to a Raxor means we're all screwed. Um, it means and, all of yeah. you are squirreled, screwed, but I'll do it in two days with no food. Yeah, okay, fine. Go go do your PVM things. Uh, Does this... it have a duo option? Uh, and the and the type of gear you get from God Wars Dungeon 2 should be more than enough to take the weakest version down. They say that now. Um, okay, yeah. Yes, because... What did they say for, like, Arax? Where they're like, at least have, like, tier 80, and then it sucks. Yeah. People still did it, but it, it sucked. Yeah. I almost did it with help. Almost, yeah. but I still died, like, seven times. I almost did it, like, first try, no experience, the wrong combat style, and then I was pissed when I died, and then I just dropped it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I said, I noped out. Nope, nope, nope. I haven't ever tried it. I don't yeah. intend to try it anytime soon. Um, I'm, I'm, my only food for this entire boss will be Walter and Kitten's Tears. <laughs> I mean, I'll still find a way to get comp back. Sometime, eventually. I'll still find a way to do it. Do you have 120 invention yet? No, I almost have 90, but... Okay, fair. Oh, damn, you're you're almost beating me. I need to get back to doing invention. Oh, wait, this wait, is like wait. a three-way tie at the top oh. of the Seercast invention standings, since this is super relevant. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Runic is at 90, I'm at 89, and I, now I'm scared that Kitten is at 89. 
and then Walter's above, and Walter's at like ninety something, right? I just I have to do like one. I have to disassemble one more thing, and I have ninety. Yeah, Walter. In like two. In like. In like two hours. Yeah. Like an hour. I've just siphoned like one thing, and I'm at ninety-one. No, I'm losing. Get on it, live. This is between me and Kitten for ninety-nine. Actually, it's Walter's gonna beat all of you, but you know. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here at level 40. Got nice. him. I found a semi-quick-ish method, so... Can't even All right, wait, let's, yet. let's get back to Gina, who is like, no levels. But back yeah, to Telos. But yeah, so... But yeah, but when you... So as you up the difficulty, you increase the chance of getting good loot, which is good. That's how it should be. Yeah. Top-tier yeah, loot yeah. includes three new high-level weapons and a new ability. The ability will be tradable, like the raids abilities. A Saren bow is confirmed as one of the items. The other three yeah, are themed around Zeros, Samurak, and Sliski. Yeah, looking at that Saren bow concept art, I, it looks like a shield bow to me. Could be. Which is so, good. I'm, I am a supporter of shield bows. Do we have... Yeah. We do have two-handed weapons for tier 90. Tier 90. Yeah, yeah, it's the nauseous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nauseous. <laughs> we don't... nauseous to think about them. Oh, uh, we're, we're terrible. Now we have anyways. a yak one. It makes me throw up more. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. Anyways. Um. So yeah. I guess we'll just see what those are. What those are. It, because there's four of them. There's obviously not like. Well, this is. We have one magic, one range, one melee. Blah blah blah. But there's. Well, four I of mean, them, like. So. No, no, no. One of them's an ability. So yeah. oh, what one's the... magic, one's ranged, one's yeah. Oh, so it is. So it is. Uh, Probably. Um, yeah, I'm guessing am... the Sliske one will be the ability. Yeah, that's because. But yeah. Yeah. I I will say that I do like that they are giving abilities as a boss loot. Yeah. Because that is criminally underdone. And it's it's great yeah. because it's consumable as well. So the price will always be high, assuming that the ability doesn't suck. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, you look at the Mazcab codexes. I mean, sure, those are pretty common drops, all things considered. They're like one out of twenty-five, I think, one out of fifty. But either way, the the abilities from them are really, really good. But they're not that expensive. Like, I think the codexes are like fifteen mil now. Not that expensive. Yeah. They're fifteen mil. Yeah, I mean, well, for well, top yeah. and boss drops, you don't expect them to be fifteen mil. Well, yeah. Compared to like what they were, like day of release. Correct. Actually, slightly after that, yeah. yeah. Well, no, considering they held at thirty for like months and months and months, yeah. Anyhow. So yeah. Moving on. Yeah, but moving on. So, so aside from that, we also have the last thing from June is that they're allowing tier 90 and other degrade to dust items be augmentable. So like Serenic stuff and what is, what's also the other defenders, stuff? Which is, oh yeah, and yeah, defenders def too. Which I'm, I kind of want to see how it works because I think there's going to be... Yes, let's all just put turtling perk on defenders! Like, <laughs> how is that going to work? It, are they going to have shield stuff or are they going to have weapon stuff or like what? Are they still oh, going have... to be outclassed by tier 45 rune armor? Tier 40? No, they'll have tool armor? gizmos. 
Oh jeez. No please. <laughs> get, get like Actually, efficiency two furnace one. Got him. <laughs> I wouldn't be against that because then you could have it with a hatchet and then you could have a defender while you're wood back. Poking trees twenty sixteen. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be for it, but I wouldn't be against it because like <laughs> Clearly, we need a... offhand tools. We need an offhand hatchet. A really, we a need... really niche use. We need dual hatchets. So just we can case chop like, trees you're... twice as fast, but so twice as efficiently. Just in case yes, you're like exactly. fighting an ant or something. Like, uh, <laughs> in case we're fighting an ant. Like oh, Quirkus. <laughs> Quirkus goes it's, mad it's, and goes the... on... Where are you going? Quirkus goes mad, and he goes on, like, a massacre of Fryptinus, and everyone in Fryptinus dies. Quirkus is the guy up at the GE. You're talking about Coden. Coden. Yeah. God damn well, it, he's just, he's just the wandering, he's right. the, That's what the Wandering World boss is going to be. It's just Coden and Quirkus just tearing up everything. Got him. And that's why we're going to need tool gizmos on Defenders. Yeah. Yes, there's our justi- like there's our the... terrible development conversation and justification for putting the wrong thing on the wrong <laughs> items. This is almost as silly as our sewing machine now. conversation. That <laughs> did not get into another seer cast. Rip that episode. The nerf makes perfect sense now. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> now it makes sense. They've been degraded to tools. <sighs> Rip. But yeah, so I think that covers everything we wanted to mention today. Um, we uh, yeah, have, that's pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, we are going to probably be doing the next one actually soon. very soon-ish, probably, talking about the summit thing that happened. Yes. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned for that. Follow us on Twitter at SeerCast. Follow... Uh, Go check out our blog, seercast.wordpress.com. Also, we are finally on iTunes, so go subscribe to us there if you so choose. I'll continue to be putting up the YouTube videos, YouTube versions of this as well. And, uh, yeah, I think that covers everything. So thanks to everyone for watching slash listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.